Hi, I'm Case Ellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And this is the In It Together podcast. No matter what level of experience you have in real estate, navigating the ever-changing real estate market can be tricky. Each week, my co-host Mark and I will bring you valuable tips, tricks, and trade secrets from our favorite industry experts, colleagues, and friends. Sit back and relax because we're about to get started. But most of all, I hope you realize that no matter how complicated the real estate industry can be, you're going to walk away knowing we're in it together. On today's episode, Case and I are going to talk about real estate agents and what makes a successful real estate agent. Um, one of the things I've always found fascinating, Case, is that you don't have to be a stereotypical, super outgoing person to be successful in real estate, right? You don't. And the more that you work in the business, you start to realize how many personalities that you kind of come in contact with, even the super crazy ones. And you're like, how is that person a real estate agent? <laughs> right. <laughs> One of our um, top agents in our office is a pretty extreme introvert. And I've always found it fascinating that she's able to produce, you know, 20 plus million a year generally um, and be an introvert. It's just who she is. And she's amazing at one-on-one -on -one relationships, but she's not your typical, um, you know, showboat, uh, let me tell you about me type person. In fact, she shies away from that. In fact, I know a lot of agents in our office and in the market in general here in Atlanta that are, that shy away from that stuff that are not sort of a stereotypical real estate agent. So I wanted to like kind of explore this idea with you and figure out what, what are the common factors that make someone successful? I think first and foremost, the people I've seen who were the most successful are truly the most genuine. I mean, I've, I've met agents who on paper, they're very successful. However, they're a turn and burn type personality. So, and, and it's all a long game, right? Right. And, you know, there was a, an agent down in Florida I worked with who I think they've kind of evolved away from this, but it was very obvious that they saw each of their clients as a transaction. Mm. And in fact, I, I worked with people who had worked with this person before later on, and they said that to me, like people can sense it. And if you are genuine and you are yourself, like that's what makes a really great agent because people can trust you and they're going to want to continue to work with you. I completely agree. And I'm hearing two things there. I'm hearing authenticity, right? Personal authenticity. And I'm hearing being relational versus transactional because it is a long game. It is a, I want to be your realtor for life. I want to be your trusted advisor on all things related to real estate and wealth building. And not just, I want to sell you a house, right? And I think there's the stereotype of that we're like product salespeople. Um, you know, let me tell you why you should buy this house. I don't think most of us are like that, right? We're not. And I think it's important we are having this conversation for anyone who's listening, who's thinking about getting into the business, and maybe they are an introvert. Because there are so many times, like I come across new agents, they're so afraid because to to talk to people to tell them they're in real estate and a lot of it's because they don't want to be a cliche they don't want people to feel like they're being sold and right 
Um, this is a testament to the fact that you could still be yourself and you, you have to be direct, obviously, like if you don't tell anyone at all, you're in real estate, then, you know, you're not going to get any business. Right. But I think it just goes to show you, um, it's, it's a fact that as long as you have, you know, the best interest for your client and, you know, you're yourself, um, you're more likely to succeed. Um, Absolutely. What other qualities do you think are really important? Well, um, I mean, definitely not being afraid to talk to people, right? I, I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to over the years, um, especially in the last uh, five to seven years that say, I really love houses. Um, I love watching HGTV. And my answer to that is always a question, do you like people? <laughs> because if you don't like people, you can be introverted uh, and still be good with relationships, but you have to be able to talk to strangers to grow a sphere, right? Like you can't just survive on people that you know, because if you're never adding anyone to your sphere, it's constantly shrinking as people move out of town, as they pass away, as they, you know, pursue other um, employment opportunities and no longer qualified. Um, so you have to constantly be adding new people. So I think that just not being afraid to talk to strangers um, and being comfortable with that is a big one. Yes, I think I think that's huge. I think the other thing is really knowing what your why is. Mm. There are a lot of people, and, and listen, I have moments of this myself because we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, let alone in five years from now. Right. But I think the people who are the most driven. Um, there was an agent in our office who is literally one of our very top producers and has been for a long time. And I sat down with them and had coffee and I asked them about their fearlessness. And I was like, how did you go from, you know, starting as an individual agent in the business to having this really large team? You know, that's, to me, that would give me so much anxiety. And I've had like a small team before, but I can't imagine having a team of like 15 agents or so. And they said to me, it was because of their big why. They had a, there was something specific that happened in their life in which they were more afraid of not accomplishing the things that they wanted to do by a certain age, that that was their driving factor. Mm. Um, and so many of us, I think we get wrapped into what's going on in our day to day or not really and sometimes it's just not believing in ourselves to think, oh, we can be this powerhouse or we can have this, this kind of lifestyle. Like sometimes people don't, you know, they, they don't see it for themselves, but when they do, that's when they get really amazing results. Definitely. Definitely. And I, I think that's so important, especially in any, any self-employed job, you have to have sort of that big why constantly in the back of your mind so that you like because you have to drive yourself you have to motivate yourself um no one's gonna you know wake you up and get you out of bed and say time to go to the office time to do lead generation right like it's it's you have to get up and just want to do it and sometimes uh the more successful you get kind of the more boring some of the work is because it's repetitive right it's doing the same kind of boring activities over and over again um that help people be successful um, and so I think you have to sort of, Gary Keller talks about this a lot. Like you have to get comfortable with the kind of boringness of success. Yeah. It's, it's always funny to me when someone's talking to me about real estate who, 
you know, I, I'm meeting for like the first time and they're like, oh, it's so cool. You get to pick and choose your schedule and you could do this whenever you want to. And mm. I'm not if you're successful. I mean, like the it's the reality, like, yes, you could probably manage your time better to where you have more flexibility in a sense. Right. If you, if you are busy and you were doing the right things, you know, you can't just typically just go in the afternoon and take a nap and, you know, <laughs> you're, right. you're typically working. Well, I think it's that misconception that like, um, being in control of your own schedule means you have a lot of free time. They're two very different things. Yes. You can be in control of your schedule, but to be successful, that schedule is going to be pretty full and you're going to have to fight to maintain the boundary between your personal life and your business life. Because so much of what we do being a relational business, it bleeds over. Um, you know, we work with our friends and family. Um, our clients become our friends. Our friends become our clients. So the lines are very blurred and you have to have boundaries and you have to have personal time where you'll go nuts. Like it, it's not a good business for relationships um, with a significant other if you can't draw that line and, and have some boundaries and have some personal space. I remember my uh, when I owned... Um, my previous real estate company, my partner at the time was constantly on me about being overly accessible to the agents in my office and to the business. And I had to keep reminding him like, this is what pays the bills. So I'm going to be available. Um, but now in retrospect, he was right. I should have had more boundaries around that and carved out more sort of sacred time to uh, dedicate to my personal life so that I wasn't constantly interrupted um, during dinners and things like that. That was one of my biggest mistakes was I was constantly in that cycle of building my business where I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't take time off or I can't do this because if I miss that one phone call, and then there are all those times too, where you take that one phone call and because you answer the phone, you know, you get business, but I think it, you get to a point where you just become okay with the fact that, okay, I'm going to allow myself the opportunity to relax and set, like you said, set those boundaries, it, but it's, it's very, very hard. It is. And, and we teach people how to treat us. So if you don't set those boundaries from the beginning with clients, they're not going to respect them either. So they will be calling you at 11 o'clock at night um, when there's a due diligence period that ends at 11.59 instead of handling it all by 6 p.m. Yeah. So I think it's important to set those boundaries. So I'd say that that ability to have strong time management skills and be able to set boundaries is huge in real estate. And I'd also say you sort of touched on this a little bit, or we, I guess we both did, consistency. Um, we had Shannon Williams on the podcast, um, last week, and one of her superpowers is her consistency, um, because it does take repetitive action, right? Like it take you, she, she makes her, you know, every quarter she sends note cards to every one of her people, um, you know, everyone in her sphere, all of her past clients. So she's consistent with the activities because the activities bring the results, but it's super hard for most of us who we tend to be, um, let's face it, uh, you and I both are pretty uh, um, emblematic of this. Most real estate agents are pretty ADHD and we like shiny objects and we get distracted easily. So to stay consistent with systems when you're more of an organic 
you know, chase the squirrel kind of personality is tough. It is. And there are times where, you know, that's why I appreciate the systems we've learned through our company, because it helps us be intentional around our relationships. Because for a lot of us, it, like you said, it's, it's unintentional that we don't keep in contact and unintentional that we, you know, don't follow up or we forget someone's birthday, but with the right systems, you know, that does it it really, there was an agent down in Florida. I, who came to work with me at one point and really kicked my butt. And I even asked her, well, what was it that, you know, why are you doing so much more business than me, even though we're basically same price point, we've been doing this the same amount of time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she admitted to me, it was the systems that she created. And I was like, I don't even know what half of these are. (laughs) Well, and I think the other piece of that is leverage too, right? Like having hiring someone to help you that has a complementary skill set. If you're a very disorganized person, um, I'll raise my hand on that one. Um, It really helps to have someone in your life who's very organized. So when you hire an assistant or someone to partner with, make sure that they have a complementary skill set. Um, and, and for me, having someone that's really organized helps keep me on task. For sure. So we've heard authenticity, um, the ability to be relational versus transactional. We've heard um, not afraid to talk to people, being consistent, knowing what your big why is, and having the ability to set boundaries and really manage your time well. Um, what else, what are we missing? What else is on that checklist of must haves for real estate? I think the people who are also really good at this business, they're good at building brain awareness of who they are and what they do. And a lot of that just falls back to relationships and those systems. Um, but there are people who really understand branding and understand the educating their clients and not just being the real estate agent, but being a source of all things relating to housing, real estate and investment and wealth. And those are the people who have built huge businesses versus, um, you know, the individuals who they don't know how to leverage yet, or they don't um, do a great job at telling their brand story. Right. I completely agree with that. And it kind of goes back to adding value and being authentic too. Um, you know, if you're, if you authentic, if you're authentic and you really care about people, it makes you do the right things. It makes you ask questions, uh, you know, the, the forward questions that we use in sales, right? Uh, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. If you actually care about someone, you don't have to go, what was, what else am I supposed to ask them? Like you just ask it because you're curious and you want to know. So like that authenticity is huge. And then also being sort of self-aware enough to add value in your relationships, right? Like to be that connector. So if someone that you know needs a painter, you have their back. You've got, you've got a connection for them. You, you have the plumber, you have the electrician, you have the roofer, you have the you know, concrete guy. You are the resource for all things related to your point to real estate. And I think that's having those connections um, is huge. So I would add being a connector of people to our list. Yeah, I I agree on all of these points. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great business to be in if you have the ability to kind of manage all of these different things. And like you said, be consistent. So what types of people, like what types of um, fields do these people come from? Like most people don't get out of high school and say, I'm, you know, I just turned 18. I'm gonna get my real estate license. Oh, wait, you did. <laughs> uh, I did. I saw um, But most people don't. Uh, so what fields do you see people coming from? Like, what do you, th who do you think makes good real estate agents that have these transferable skill sets of all the things that we talked about? Number one are teachers. They make amazing real estate agents because not only are they managing children, but their parents and the expectations. And, um, they're, again, they're some of the most genuine people I've met, mm -hmm. uh, I've met a lot of healthcare professionals who've gotten into real estate and they kind of have a lot of those same skill sets. And I'd, I've seen a lot of even engineers come into real estate and be successful because they're able to craft those systems and put into place those things, especially if they want to have a team, mm -hmm. um, they make really great team leaders. Um, right. What am I missing? Because they're, I know they're, well, the two that come to my mind is one is servers. So bartenders, waiters, uh, waitresses, anyone that's been in the service industry, hospitality people from you know front desk of hotel, any kind of front of house hospitality, I think make great uh, real estate agents because they're used to guiding someone through an experience and through a process. So you know, if I can greet you and instantly build a rapport with you, and make sure that from the moment we meet until the time you walk out the door, you've had a great experience, then I'm keeping a lot of things going in my head. I'm following a process and I'm staying focused on where I'm trying to take it. And I feel like that's, that's real estate, right? Like the whole time you're trying to get people to their goal and you're going to have all these distractions along the way. And it's the ability to kind of keep focused and keep bringing people back to the path to get them to whether it's buying or selling, but get them to that, that goal. So I think servers is a big one. Um, and the other one for me is military. Um, we have some amazing agents uh, who came out of the military. And the, the reason I think that's um, a, a, a field that brings in a lot of successful people is because First of all, it's service over self, right? They're, they they sign up for the military because they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. So they're not very, uh, they're not self-centered. They're uh, of service um, just by nature. Um, and then the other thing is they, they learn discipline in the military. Um, you know, you, you can't survive in the military if you can't follow a routine um, and take direction and implement. And that's, I think, uh, those are great skills for real estate agents to have. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, ultimately, the beautiful thing about this industry is it kind of doesn't matter where you come from, what you did before, you can be successful as long as you're willing to put the effort into it. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is, uh, I'll add to our list to cap it off is self-awareness, um, being able to know what you're not good at. Um, and acknowledge it and then do something about it. Uh, you know, again, the if you most people who are organically talented in real estate, it's because they're really good with people, not because they're organized or good with systems. So knowing that you can do something about it.
But if you if you are completely non self aware, you're going to have a challenge. So yeah. that's that's my final uh, my final point I'll put on the list. I love it. All I right, like cool. It. Look at that. We did that pretty organically. Look at that. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Well, that is all for us today. And I hope you enjoyed our segment. Please don't forget to like and rate our podcast um, on your preferred pod podcast platform, because the more ratings we get, the more we can naturally build our audience with great people like yourself. I'm Kay Sellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And we're in it together. <laughs>